Chapter Nine of Religio Medici and Hydriotaphia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Hydriotaphia by Thomas Brown. Urn Burial or a discourse of the sepulchral urns lately found in norfolk dedication to my worthy and honoured friend thomas legro of crostwick esq when the general pyre was out and the last valediction over men took a lasting adieu of their interred friends little expecting the curiosity of future ages should comment upon their ashes and having no old experience of the duration of their relics, held no opinion of such after-considerations. But who knows the fate of his bones, or how often he is to be buried? Who hath the oracle of his ashes, or whither they are to be scattered? The relics of many lie like the ruins of Pompey's, Pompeius Juvenes Asia atque Europa, sed ipsum terra tegit Libios. In all parts of the earth, and when they arrive at your hands, these may seem to have wandered far, for in a direct and meridian travel, little directly but sea between your house and Greenland, have but few miles of known earth between yourself and the pole. That the bones of Theseus should be seen again in Athens, brought back by Simon Plutarch, was not beyond conjecture and hopeful expectation, but that these should arise so opportunely to serve yourself was an it of fate and honour beyond prediction we cannot but wish these urns might have the effect of theatrical vessels and great hippodrome urns the great urns at the hippodrome at rome conceived to resound the voices of people at their shows in rome to resound the acclamations and honour due unto you but these are sad and sepulchral pictures which have no joyful voices silently expressing old mortality the ruins of forgotten times, and can only speak with life how long in this corruptible frame some parts may be uncorrupted, yet able to outlast bones long unborn and noblest pile among us. We present not these as any strange sight or spectacle unknown to your eyes, who have beheld the best of urns and noblest variety of ashes, who are yourself no slender master of antiquities and can daily command the view of so many imperial faces which raiseth your thoughts unto old things and consideration of times before you when even living men were antiquities when the living might exceed the dead and to depart this world could not be properly said to go unto the greater number albeit ad plures and so run up your thoughts upon the ancient of days the antiquary's truest object unto whom the eldest parcels are young and earth itself an infant, and without Egyptian, which makes the world so many years old, account makes but small noise in thousands. We were hinted by the occasion, not catched the opportunity to write of old things, or intrude upon the antiquary. We are coldly drawn unto discourses of antiquities, who have scarce time before us to comprehend new things, or make out learned novelties. But seeing they arose, as they lay almost in silence among us, at least in short account suddenly passed over, we were very unwilling they should die again, and be buried twice among us. Beside, 
to preserve the living and make the dead to live to keep men out of their urns and discourse of human fragments in them is not impertinent unto our profession who studies life and death who daily behold examples of mortality and of all men least need artificial mementos or coffins by our bedside to mind us of our graves tis time to observe occurrences and let nothing remarkable escape us the supinity of elder days hath left so much in silence our time hath so martyred the records that the most industrious heads do find no easy work to erect a new britannia tis opportune to look back upon the old times and contemplate our forefathers great examples grow thin and to be fetched from the past world simplicity flies away and iniquity comes at long strides upon us we have enough to do to make up ourselves from present and past times and the whole stage of things scarce serveth for our instruction a complete piece of virtue must be made from the centos of all ages as all the beauties of greece could make but one handsome venus when the bones of king arthur were digged up in the time of henry the second the old race might think they beheld therein some originals of themselves unto these of our urns none here can pretend relation and can only behold the relics of those persons who in their life giving the laws unto their predecessors after long obscurity now lie at their mercies but remembering the early civility they brought upon these countries and forgetting long past mischiefs we mercifully preserve their bones and piss not upon their ashes in the offer of these antiquities we drive not at ancient families so long outlasted by them we are far from erecting your worth upon the pillars of your forefathers whose merits you illustrate we honour your old virtues conformable unto times before you which are the noblest armoury and having long experience of your friendly conversation void of empty formality full of freedom constant and generous honesty i look upon you as a gem of the old rock adamas de rupe veteri praestantissimus i must profess myself even to urn and ashes your ever faithful friend and servant thomas brown norwich may first end of chapter nine